Welcome to the Metropolitan UMC Podcast. We're located at 3385 Metropolitan Church Road in Indian Head, Maryland, and under the leadership of Reverend Daryl K. Mason Sr. And now today's podcast. And it's because that he lives that we breathe and move and have our being. Amen. Amen. Praise God. So as we revisit our scripture from verse 6, it says, I am the Lord. I have called you into righteousness. I have taken you by the hand, and God says that I have kept you. I have given you a covenant to the people, a light to the nations. And this is what it says, a covenant to open the eyes that are blind. To bring out the prisoners from the dungeon. Oh my goodness. From the prison, those who sit in darkness. For just a few moments, I want to come from the subject of come back to God's people. Last Sunday, we talked about coming back to your first love. So as God has called you back to his first love, he didn't just call you back to him just to love on him. God has called you back to your first love so that you can go out and love God's people. Let us pray. Dear Father, we love you, we bless you, we thank you, Lord, and we ask that on this day that we would hear your word. Father, we pray that you would use this word to send us outside the walls of the church, to love on your people, to free those that are in prison, Lord, to give sight to those that are blind. Now, Lord, we thank you, Lord, and we ask that you would empower the Holy Spirit in this place, that we would be not only hearers of your word, but doers of your word. It's in Jesus' name we pray, and all God's people said, amen. In the movie, The Shawshank Redemption, Andy Dufresne was a banker, CPA. And he finds himself wrongly accused of his wife's murder. So, yes, he finds himself in prison. Oh, how many times we feel that we are wrongly accused. We feel that because of our life circumstances, dear Lord, why am I going through these problems? Why am I going through these health issues? Why am I going through these family challenges? Andy Dufresne finds himself in prison and he runs into Red, Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman tries to break it down to Andy to let you know, brother, all you got to do, you're just going to have to wait your time out. You know, he wants to give Andy some advice. Oh, Andy, you ain't going to never get out of here. You might as well. I've been here. You know, you know how people try to give you advice. They tell you about all they've been through. They tell you about how they are in such a bad situation. And you need to just wait it out. God's not going to help you get through that. You might as well just work your way through it. I, you know, you're, you're going to be in that bad situation forever. But Andy does not accept that. Andy does not accept Red's advice. Andy says, uh, I'm going to get out. I don't know how I'm going to get out of this prison, but some way, 
and somehow I'm going to make it out of here. See, this, this is what we have to say in our Christian life. Oh, we can't take the advice from other people. We can't take the advice of naysayers. We can't take the advice of those that don't know the Lord. We have to know that if we find ourselves in a bad situation, when we find ourselves in prison, somehow, some way, the Lord will make a way somehow somehow God will bring you out somehow God will get you through and so as they are standing on top of the warehouse they are there working they're put they're, they're putting down tar put down tar and and, and 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 Andy hears the guard Captain Hadley Hadley is he's complaining oh Hadley's got a foul mouth that's why I couldn't show the clip that's why y'all ain't got no movie. He had foul language. But Captain Hadley said, oh, I can't show that. Okay. But, but Captain Hadley is talking about how he has inherited some money. And he's concerned because he knows that the IRS is going to take a big bite out of him. And that it's going to be horrible. But what happens is Andy overhears that. Andy goes, I think I can help him. Now, here's the background. The guard has been mean to Andy and all the prisoners. But Andy realizes that he has a gifting. Andy realizes that he has a unique gifting. He realizes that he has something to offer. And even though his enemy is in need, he knows that he can offer his gifting to the enemy. So as they are putting the tar out, Andy is all, I'm going to say, I'm, I'm, I'm going to use my Holy Spirit interpretation. He was empowered by the Holy Spirit. And Andy stands up, and, and really, bravery, he stands up and walks over to Captain Hadley, a prisoner walking up to the guard. The guard could have beat him up. The guard could have shot him, but for some reason, he had some type of bravery to go and stand up against the devil. Do you have that type of bravery to know that when God has called you, that you can stand up and get up from the prison game and walk over to the enemy and say, well, you know, I have a gifting from God. And so what happened? Steve, help me out. Pull up the picture, Steve. The guard grabs Andy and goes and is threatening to throw him off the side of the building. But Andy stands right there and says, well, you know, the IRS says that you can do a one-time gift to your wife. And you won't have to pay the government anything. And the guard is mad. The guard cannot figure out, why are you trying to help me? Why are you trying to bring and shine light into my life as, as bad as I have been to you? Andy says, as he is hanging over the cliff, about to lose his life, Andy offers him help. I can prepare the forms for you with no charge. All I ask, listen to this, is that you get some beers for my work party. Andy not only wanted to provide a service to his enemy, he wanted his people to get the benefit. He wanted to shine the light of what he had for others so that they could benefit from his gifting. 
Metropolitan, what are we doing to sacrifice for others? What are we doing to shine the light to those in our lives that we hardly know? What are we doing to offer gifting to those who are our enemies and that want us dead? This is what the scripture has called us to do today. To free those that are in prison. To shine the light of those to those that are lost. Isaiah sends this message out to the children of Israel because they are called. They have been in captivity, but they have been called out of captivity. And God tells us that we have gifting, we have a calling, and that when we follow this calling and we use this calling, God has our back. The scripture said that God will lift us up. God will give us the strength. As Andy was hanging over that cliff, I could imagine everything that was going through his mind. Oh, Lord, I may, I, sh I probably shouldn't have done this. I'm probably going to die. But I'm going to stand here and offer this man what I have. Satan is going to threaten you every day. Satan is going to hold you over the cliff and dare you to be the child of God. Satan is going to hold you over the fire and dare you to give a testimony. Satan is going to hold you over there and dare you to give that card I just gave you to somebody that's at your job. Even you're going to ride out today, you're going to go to work, you're going to have that card. And oh, I don't know if I want to give that to Bobby. He's in a bad mood today. God has given you a gifting. God has given you the tools to shine the light that or in others. But Satan wants you to be scared to step up to the plate. Satan wants you to hold back. Satan wants you to not do what God has called you to do. So Isaiah speaks to the children of Israel to let them know that you have been called to free the captives. You have been called to bring sight to the blind. And he does this by first telling us that God has your back. And God has your back as you go to protect God's people. You see, when we go out to share our life, when we go out to share the things that we have for God, we can't be boasting. We can't lift up ourselves. We have to lift up the name of Jesus. Yes, it's good to, 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 yes, hey, amen, give God a hand praise. We have to give glory to God. We can't do it for ourselves. We have to realize that we're in ministry to bless others. The word of God tells us that if you are called by God, that you are not boastful. It says in verse, in, in verse, uh, verse 1, it says, I have put my spirit upon him. He will bring forth justice to the nations. Verse 2, it says, he will not cry out or lift up his voice, meaning he's not going to lift up himself. He or she is not going to lift up himself. And then it says that he will not bruise, he will not, uh, he will not bruise uh, the, the, the weed that's broken, and he will not dim or quench the light. What he's talking about there is if, if, there's a, if there's a reed that has been broken or if there's a light that's just barely shining, it means that when you are following God, if there's a light that's about to go out, you do what you can to protect the light. What are we doing to protect people in ministry? What are we doing when we interact with each other in church and we see someone that is not feeling well? Do we go and lift them up or do we offer them a word of discouragement? What are we doing for each other? as we interact with each other in the church. How are we protecting each other? When we are weak, God says that he will make us strong. But if we are going to bring people into the light, 
We have to be able to free them. Even though they might be physically and mentally in captivity, we can still free them through our encouraging word. Then the second point is that God gives us the strength to do his ministry. Verse 4 says, he will not grow faint or be crushed until he has established justice in the earth. So as we are working, we have to be diligent. We have to be faithful and not rest until the job is done. Not rest until the job is done. Not rest until there are no homeless people in Charles County. Not rest until there are no hungry people in Charles County. Not rest until those broken relationships in your family have been fixed. Not rest until on the way home you turn and apologize to your spouse. Not rest until you call that child that you haven't talked to in two years because you're mad at him or her for what they said to you. Not rest until justice has been done. God tells us, he will give us strength. And Jesus is on our side. Oh, Andy, had, Andy hit a home run with that first offer of his service because Captain Hadley took the service. Then Andy said, Andy wasn't done with his ministry. He said, you know what? He was down in the library. He put his office down in the library. He started to say, hey, why don't we have any books in the library? There was another old guy there. He'd been there for years. I don't know. This is just what we got. But have you ever asked for any more books? I've asked many times. They won't bring any books here. Well, Andy says, I'm going to ask. So guess what Andy does? Andy writes a letter. Come back. They say, oh, no, we can't help you. Then Andy writes another letter. Send it back. We can't do nothing. Then Andy writes another letter. Can't do nothing. So Andy begins to write and write and write and write and write. And they got so tired of Andy writing, they sent him a whole slew of books from the li- for the library. The word of God says that the, the righteous prayers, the prayers of the righteous avail of much. We have to get down on our knees and ask. We don't hear nothing then we got to ask again. If we still don't hear anything, we got to ask again. We still don't hear nothing. It's 2021. We're not hearing nothing. Then we got to ask again. Oh, it's 2025. We still haven't heard from the Lord. Guess what we got to do? We got to ask again. Oh, it's 2030. We still haven't heard from the Lord. Oh, we got to ask again. Oh, it's 2040. Reverend Mason's gone. I don't know where he is. Still got to ask. Still got to ask. Still have to be patient. Still have to be fervent because if we want to hear from God, we have to be faithful and fervent in prayer and we have to move forward in his name. So bet your pardon and keep on asking. Keep on asking because God has a blessing for you. So they get the books in. Everybody gets blessed. Now that's all folks sitting around there listening to Beethoven. They got all these moves, and people start to, to, to work on the high school diploma. You see how God blesses when the one person stands on the word of God? What would happen if more than one person would just stand on the word of God? What if we had 201 folks, 201? Oh, y'all wonder where I got it from. Sheila and I, we went through to do the statistical report for 
the Baltimore Washington Conference, we officially have 201 people, okay? Just so y'all know, that's where the numbers coming from. So what would happen if 201 people would just begin to ask? 201 people just begin to ask. 201 people just begin to ask. 199 people, two people stayed in Baptist Baptist that day. They didn't make it. They didn't ask today. 199 people. But you get the point. What would happen if we all came together and began to ask the Lord for what he would have us to do? Even though Andy was in captivity, he continued to allow his gifting to be used. And then the word tells us that God gives us vision for freedom. Verse 7, to open the eyes that are blind, to bring out the prisoners from the dungeon, from the prison, to those who are in darkness. God has called us to bring people out, to bring them sight, to bring them freedom, to bring them out of the darkness. So it's been a couple Sundays since I told y'all stories about our babies. Bishop and Gracie. So y'all have heard about the crates that we have. Y'all know the crate story. Well, a couple weeks I was noticing that we have to put them in the crates to feed them because Gracie bullies Bishop and she takes his food. Aw. But he is grumpy with her. Okay, and I'm, I'm sorry, I'm on the wrong story. That's a different sermon illustration for this summer. So I put them in the crates. Now what happens is when it's time for us to let them go, we unlock the doors of both. But for some reason, they won't come out. The doors are unlocked, but they won't come out. They have been conditioned that as long as a door is closed, then there's no way for me to get out of the cage. God has unlocked many doors in your life. It's up to you to push. It's up to you to push because the enemy has you conditioned. Enemy has you conditioned to stay in the cage. You know why? Because he keeps feeding you. And you think that as long as I stay in this cage, I'm going to get fed. I'm going to be good to go. But I'm here to tell you that your place is not in the cage. Your place is not to stay in the cage. You have to push forth, push through, and get out of that cage because that's not where you're meant to live at. The word that God tells us that we have been come to free ourselves and others from the prisons. We got to push out the cage. Andy sat there in that prison trying to figure out how am I going to get out of here? So Andy does. He comes up with a plan. And we don't see it until the end. Andy decides that he is going to dig his way out. He's going to dig his way out of the prison. So what he does is he tricks the guards into allowing him to have chess pieces. And I want to believe that Andy dug his way out 
with the bishop chess piece. If you are a chess player, you know that the bishop chess piece is pointed at the top. And it's the best digging tool. And when I think about Andy, I can imagine that he's using that bishop chess piece to dig his way out. Because when you're trying to get out of the enemy's uh, dungeon, you want to use the Lord. And you have to pick at the enemy a little bit at a time. Day by day, you got to do some worship. Day by day, you got to do some time in God's word. Day by day, you got to pick at it and pick at it and pick at it. Years and years and years and years. And so Andy digs his way out of the prison, but he gets over to the sewage thing. And he is unable, he realizes that he has no way of getting into the sewage. But he sees a rock. They're sitting off to the side. Oh, and he picks up the rock, and he breaks the sewage line. How many know that the rock of Jesus can help you get through anything you need to do? That the rock of Jesus can break through all of the challenges that you have in life? And so now Andy is free. He knows that if he gets in the sewage line that he can make his way through. But Andy gets down in the sewage line. Oh, my goodness, the smell. I can imagine what that smell is like. This is how ministry is. In life, even though God is the rock and freed you ministry, freed you to do ministry, once you get inside the sewage pipe, it smells bad. It tastes bad. Everybody around you is bad. But what happens, Eddie begins to crawl. And he begins to crawl. And he's crawling through the mud. He's crawling through the dirt. But all he can think about, there's freedom on the other end. You have to begin to crawl through the dirt. You have to begin to crawl through the sewage. I don't care if it gets in your eyes. I don't care if it gets in your mouth. Oh, my goodness, it tastes bad. But Andy crawls and crawls and crawls. And finally, help me out, Steve. Andy finally makes it out. And I want to say here that Andy is giving God all the praise, all the glory, and all the honor. Lord, I know I've been through the fire. I know I've been through the rain. I know I got a mouthful of whatever you want to call it. But you know what? I have come out. I've been to the water. I've been baptized. I've been redeemed. And you have washed me white as snow. Lord, I give you praise, glory, and honor. Lord, I thank you. But the story don't end there. Because Andy did not forget about red. Andy has left red detailed instructions. He says, when you get out, I'm going to be down in Mexico. I forgot the city. I, forgot. I couldn't do the clip. Remember, I couldn't do the clip, so I forgot. He's in. He's, he's. And so red gets out. And so we don't know what the instructions were. We have to follow the movie. And I thought that it was interesting that red is finding his way to where Andy's instructions are. And red goes to a tree. And at the foot of the tree, Andy has left his money. It's something that Red found the blessings at the foot of the tree. And we can find the blessings at the foot of the cross. As long as we stand at the foot of the cross. Andy had gone away to Mexico and he's waiting for Red to get there. The word of God tells us that Jesus has gone away to prepare a place for us. And if we can just make it to the tree, if we can just make it to the tree, that's where our blessings are. That's where our blessings are. That's where God has prepared the treasure for us. And all we have to do is just push through and get out of prison. 
But we can't just focus on that because Andy's goal was not for just for him to get out. He put things in place for Red. So as you are freeing yourself, as you are pushing yourself out the cage, you should be going forth to help others see the light, to free others from prison, and to allow them to have the light of Christ to shine in our lives. Give God a hand praise today. Thank you for listening to our podcast. For more information about our church and ministries, please visit our website at www.metroumcindianhead.com. Until next time, peace and blessings.